up, fool? This is the Sore Losers Podcast. My name is Justin Kobley, and I'm here with professional nose manualer, Austin Mazer. And today we're going to hang out with our buddy, Jeff Purdy. So what's up, guys? What's going on? Yo. It's, uh, it's good to see your faces. I was a little uh, skeptical of whether we were all going to be getting together, but here we are. We're doing it. That's right. So first off, um, Austin was away last week because he was on a little trip from his uh, his home island of Mallorca, Spain, back to the uh, mainland Barcelona. Yep. So I just wanted to uh, to check in with Austin, see how the trip was. Yeah, it was good. We uh, so we did a it's like a shop distro out of Denmark called Skate Pro. So they kind of started to revamp their uh, BMX team. So this was like the kind of like first official trip that we did. So it was me, uh, the homie Joram, uh, Marcus, and then Basil and Janos. And they're from Switzerland, those two guys. And yeah, we just like nine days or so at an Airbnb and BCN just kind of, I mean, it was just a lot of, you know, chilling. I mean, everyone, maybe apart from Marcus, have been there a bunch. If not, I mean, Joram lives there. I was there for a little while. So yeah, just kind of chilling, enjoying the weather, hanging out, trying to film some clips wherever we could. But yeah, it was nice. It's good to meet Solid. Basil and uh, Janos because yeah, I've known, them, I've known the... them from Instagram, but I'd never met them personally before this trip, but good dudes. It's also fucking super young. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I'm familiar 20. with a few of those names. Um, one of them you sent me, I think it was Joram, yeah, one of his most recent videos, and that was mm-hmm. badass. He's got like a really cool style. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think I've watched that dude's recent video he's he does some real creative stuff right yeah it was a i think it was like a dig a dig uh video that they did the but locals yeah. video or whatever yeah yeah it was a dig local yeah yeah, yeah. right but on. yeah jordan killed it yeah. calls everyone else i mean yeah, yeah i don't know the whole like, scene seems so cool yeah i mean we're gonna try and put together a little video from the trip and see how it goes Sounds yeah, good. good. And then yeah. Mar- Marcus is a uh, FTL affiliate, right? Yeah. Marcus, That's... I've known for like maybe three years now, four years maybe. Me, I met him on a trip with my girlfriend and then Billy and his girlfriend. And we kind of met up, rode a little bit. And then the next two to three years, just kind of going back and forth to, to Copenhagen for the jams and hanging out with him. So, obviously, always nice to catch up with Marcus. The guy's a character. Nice. Yeah, hopefully I get a chance to meet him someday. Yeah, he's, he's too funny. So, did you end up uh, filming with the VX at all? I know you had, uh, yeah, yeah. had talked about that. Yeah, so I brought mine, and then the uh, like the TM, he, he's got one. He's got 2100 as well. So, he was kind of doing taking on most of the duties. If not him, his camera at least, and then we we're kind of just, you know, switching on and off either my camera for second angles, occasionally use it to film certain things, but 
but yeah, it's kind of everyone's, uh, everyone's kind of taking turns. All right. And I'm glad you're putting the, uh, the wham cam to good use. Yeah. No, me too. That's so sick. I was listening to the Craig podcast and you're talking about like how many different people it's gone through. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, it's crazy. That's <laughs> so yeah, I'm happy to keep its legacy alive and for as long as it'll survive basically. Yeah, it's kind of amazing that thing just survived like the abuse of Craig because <laughs> I know. he's, you know, maybe not the most careful with his camera gear. Like he kind of, he used to keep like monster energy cans inside the bag with the camera. And then I think he had like two of them blow up in the camera bag and like yeah. luckily saved everything. But that thing has, has had a hard life. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me at all. Builds character. Yeah. <laughs> Makes it more robust. Exactly. Well seasoned. <laughs> so yeah, anything else about the trip you want to add, Austin? Uh, no, I mean, not much. Just good hangs. It's hyped to meet everyone that I hadn't met before. And hopefully sooner than later, we'll drop a little video. Rad. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. We'll have to make a mention of that yeah. whenever it goes up. For sure. And uh, you yeah. got a solid amount of footage, I'm guessing. I mean, I did what I could. Some you got some clips, manuals. though. <laughs> some clips here and there. Did I? Feel, I don't even know if I filmed a single nose man clip. I don't know. That's very unlike you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna have to change the intro. <laughs> yeah, shit. Nah, I'm sure there's one. Can't remember. I got a picture of you on my wall doing a wall smith out of a cellar door. Oh shit! The one that uh, in the, yeah, in that, your zine, that creaky Justin. one. That, uh, yeah, <laughs> I like that one. The one that you exploded in uh, yeah, the Wham Cam HD yeah. video actually. Oh, did it explode? I'm gonna have to go back and watch that. Yeah, thing. yeah, it exploded. I wish I actually like kind of landed that because it would have been sicker, but <laughs> it would have been badass. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've I've just been looking at it, assuming you landed it. So. <laughs> well, the fake I landed, but I tried to then like I landed the fake, you know. I was like, oh, why just like do the Smith cab, and I did the cab, and just like the door just fucking exploded. Damn. But <laughs> that's always so terrifying. Like, is a cellar door I, I mean, collapse it was, under you? <laughs> it was the last thing I expected to happen, basically. Right. Oh man. That's sick. That whole zine is sick, though. I got like a, a little thing of zines up on the wall. Yeah, yeah Justin Hilbert on that. Yeah, so I was going to ask, how did you actually, like, I don't think I ever sent you a print of that photo or anything, right? Yeah. You just no, have the so, zine on the wall? Yeah, so I have a bunch of different zines. And like, I just went to a page with somebody who I knew on it or like something I was psyched on. And I just put, like, open it up and put pins on uh, all sides. So it's like, like, not through the paper, but just like, on the side, so it just holds it there. Yeah, I figure it's better yeah, than, just like, than uh, keeping it like in the bookshelf where I'm right. probably not going to read it for a while or something. Yeah, that's so a good idea. idea. So you have like your own little zine collage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, when I was younger, I used to actually cut out Ride BMX magazines and make collages out of them. And I'm like, really? I, re I think my parents threw them out, but if I could find them like buried in my basement, I'd be so psyched. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that'd be amazing. Except I'm like bummed when I go back to look at the ride <laughs> magazines because they're all like cut up and shit. I'm like, oh man. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's missing all the best photos and stuff. <laughs> yeah, you right. like. Right, exactly. 
that's too funny. <laughs> so anyway, I didn't uh, I didn't do much of a formal introduction, but we've got Jeff Purdy here. He is uh, an OG Long Island homie, yeah. and uh, he yeah. grew he grew up riding. You're a few years older than me, right? Yeah. So you were you were. Yeah, I'm 26, so not not even too much older. Yeah, yeah. I always thought of you as like the older generation, <laughs> like the, you know. But I remember, so anyway, Jeff currently rides for GT, Daily Grind, DNS, and uh, Stink Pit as well. Right on, yep. I don't think I've ever said the word Stink Pit <laughs> out loud. It and just I rolls the way, off the tongue. It really does. It tastes stink great. Pit, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I my introduction to you, I think, was uh, your web video called <laughs> "The Wild Boar," yeah. which is a legendary video. Take it back, fucking, fucking <laughs> yeah, man. That video, I think, had like a hundred comments on the on the come up back when it was anonymous comments, and it was yeah. like all people talking shit. <laughs> it was sick. Nah, I mean, that, that video was a classic. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like the girl in slow motion, like uh, (laughs) bellowing or laughing. Thinking back on it, but you know, is is that still online viewable? Yeah, yeah. Actually, didn't get the audio taken out from it. Oh shit! (laughs) I go down, I go down memory lane every now and then, and just like watch all the old shit. (laughs) I gotta watch that. I used to watch that video all the time. Man, that's so funny. That's it. Yeah, I watched that before. uh, before recording this and there's still some shit in there that's solid like that was i don't think i had met you like before seeing that video and like you're doing like truck drivers you're doing like i think my first truck driver ever is in that video and i think i got people were commenting about that like that didn't count because i did like 270 and just like (laughs) sketchily pulled the tire around you know (laughs) Well, you did it basically on flat. You did it out of like the worst <laughs> bank flyout. That was yeah. like it was nothing. Yeah. So you got You got to give you some leeway on that <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah, I'm stoked on it. <laughs> but yeah, since then we've definitely had some sessions at like skate parks over the years, and I think yeah. probably through like Jesse Romano. Yeah, and you were you know, fixing my bike up. at Save a Bike Works. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, I forgot about that. That's crazy. Yeah. I think that's where I, like I think that's where I met now. you at first. I think, but yeah, yeah I used yeah, to like that, show that's up probably for, true. you know tubes or grips or whatever, and I'd be like yeah. back there struggling with my chain or something, <laughs> and you'd come out and help me. <laughs> yeah, good times. Oh, what yeah. a guy! <laughs> right. So, what have you been up to lately? Like, are you working on any projects or just regular riding, filming clips here and there? Well, shit. Let me. uh Take this time to just plug DNS super hard. Um, <laughs> so we had the first DVD come out in like 2015, like right after I graduated college. And ever since, it's kind of just been a loose effort of filming stuff and like getting together when we can and whatnot. Um, you know, we got Jesse and Mike Mann and all those dudes, Trevor on on the West Coast. So it's like tough to really coordinate filming and you know they're all doing their own stuff so but i got all the homies in delaware that really have embraced dns and like a couple homies in in philly and stuff and so i'm finishing up the dvd currently like i just did all the audio levels recently which took forever and was and i heard you talking about uh 
what was it, titles or whatever, uh, <laughs> how much you hate that. Man, that took me so long. And I was like, I was intending on going back and like cleaning it up, maybe like changing the duration of them. And I was like, fuck that. Like, such a pain in the ass. But the DVD should be done. And we're trying to get a premiere going uh, by the end of the summer, hopefully July, August, something like that. That's amazing. I'll be there for sure. Hell yeah. Sick. That's probably going to be uh, hopefully somewhere in Philly. Um, yeah. So we did the Stink Brit premiere kind of recently at Dan Conway's place, which it's him and his uh, landlord, who is our buddy also. And they both ride and they got a bunch of ramps and a big yard that people can camp out in. So I think we're going to end up doing it there again. But, you know, just accessible. It's kind of in between. It's like, you know, half hour outside of Philly, but between Philly and Delaware, um, people could camp there, like I said, like, and just kind of raise hell a little bit. <laughs> Damn, that sounds like a sweet setup. Yeah, everyone yeah, was it sounds like, like a good time. Everyone was on mini bikes for that premiere, like ripping around <laughs> circles and mini bikes. Like it got it got pretty chaotic. It was sick. But, that was wild. Yeah. Yeah, and Dan got- has like um, he has like some quarter pipes and like a spine box yeah. and like he pretty basically has like a little mini skate park in his yeah. yard. And it's just Dude, growing. That looks so fun. Yeah, he's got a bunch of flat rails and boxes and stuff and. You could set them up in whatever way you want to set them right. up and stuff. And yeah, it's a good time. If anybody's listening, come through. <laughs> M- more details to come. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, this this year, I, well, it's honestly been like a little silver lining as I've been working on this video, but I've been getting hurt a lot this year so far. I broke my nose earlier in the year and then I broke my tailbone. And just as I was coming off the tailbone injury, uh, some of the daily grind dudes came through this past weekend and, you know, it was like one of my first, it was my first like filming session since getting hurt. I was like, you know, saw something I want to do, had the boys in town, was like feeling motivated and it was like a manual whip clip and I ended up just putting all of my weight onto my ankle when I like kind of dead whipped it and rolled my ankle pretty good. But so now I got wrapped up, I've been icing it and stuff and. I think it's just a mild sprain but you know yeah, hopefully after this i'll be able to stay healthy for a bit <laughs> gotcha yeah we we seem to like have a tendency to just gravitate toward uh talking about injuries on here but <laughs> yeah. i guess that's that's just part of the game like it's something you have to deal with if really you want is. to uh to ride bmx and like film video projects so yep. yeah it yeah. happens you just gotta suck it up and wait it out right it's not permanent you know, we get through yeah. it Sure. So how did you how did you break your tailbone? I've never I've never <laughs> heard of that actually happening. Like I've you know fell on my ass and like hurt my tailbone, but you actually broke it. Yeah, well, I didn't go to the hospital because I was reading and stuff, and they said that you know there's not really much they do for it anyway. So I was like, I don't want to. I have a I have health insurance, but I have like a high deductible plan. So I was like, mm-hmm. I don't want to have to because I, I still have to pay everything out of pocket until I reach that deductible. Um, so I was like, I'm just gonna. St- Wait it out, see how it goes. And like everything I was reading online was consistent with my experience um, from other people who had had it happen and whatnot. But it was on a crank arm, which crank arms are like the bane of my existence at this point. <laughs> like <laughs> I've, I've done ones that felt so sick and like I love the trick. When you do it right, it feels so good. 
But then, you know, slight miscalculation. And I guess this is with a lot of stuff, but uh, crank arms have done me dirty a couple times, just hopping onto the rail weird. And I hopped like a little too high and landed a little bit far, like almost on my bottom bracket and just looped out and got caught. You know, you and I are both short dudes. You know, some other some other taller guys might have been able to walk out of that crash, but I went, you know, rail between the legs and, you know, just right on my ass, bounced off my ass, and then I laid on the ground for a good 20 minutes or so. Like, ah. But, wow. you know, <laughs> it happens. It's a painful one, but, you know, what can you do? Yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, like... No, I was gonna say go, for Austin. for an injury like that, what is your like like what do you do to That's the thing. Ice. There's not really that much you can do. Uh yeah. Ice. Um it's it's like a joke that it's like the one injury that made my like cushy desk job at home difficult because sitting right. all day yeah, was exactly. like the worst. Yeah. So I was like I was like I had my desk set up set up with like my laptop like on my chest at first and I was just laying down <laughs> pretty hilarious but yeah I got this like special cushion too that has like it's like a donut cushion or whatever right takes yeah, the pressure off yeah yeah so it's just like really just trying to find ways to be comfortable for until it heals <laughs> mm-hmm. not much they can do for it and how long was the recovery from that uh so this this weekend will be eight weeks since it happened, and it's still like not a hundred percent. But it took me like a good six weeks till I could even like start riding again. So yeah, I was riding for like a week, and then the Daily Grind dudes came into town, and I was like, "Oh, I'm trying to get some fucking clips, you know? It's been so long." But you know, it happens. Damn. Gotcha. Yeah, my only experience with uh with a tailbone injury. Austin was there. Uh, I think we were riding the central Islip court building. I think it was like, was it Thanksgiving? That's all Thanksgiving the rail? day. Like the crown rails. Yeah. So the, the, the rail in the front is like a super long mellow rail. Yeah. And it's maybe like a 10 stair, yep. 12 stair. It's pretty long. Yeah, it's long. Mike, man, if you go, Mike man lucky that back in the day, I don't know if that clip ever got, got it put anywhere but i always thought that was crazy that's insane yeah it's a long round rail i think if it's the same one we're thinking about i'm pretty sure with like the it sounds right got the blocks kind of at the ground they're like basically i think there's like a like a handy hop around the corner that jesse might have done or something Mm -hmm. like a wooden one or something i don't know maybe yeah so anyway i was there with austin trying to capitalize on like the holiday film mission and long story short i was trying to ice pick like i think it was probably like a six stair so up top closer to the building shorter is yeah it's like a much shorter rail so it's like you know a quick grind grind 180 kind of setup so i wanted to do ice 180 i think and just trying to do the ice pick i think i clipped my peg hopping up into it and of course just like fully credit carded the rail and it was an ice pick. So it was like the lean back loop out. And I just mm. went right to my tailbone. It was as brutal. I think I ripped my pants. They're yeah, my favorite yeah. pants. Ugh. So sad. 
Yeah, it sounds similar to what happened to me. I had like a but atomic wedgie going on. <laughs> but anyway, I don't think I even broke my tailbone, but I was in like pretty pretty moderate pain for like a good for sure. two, three weeks. And I was in college at the time and oh, I no. couldn't sit down in the like <laughs> the the desk chairs. And I stood at the back of the room for like at least two, three weeks at the like handicapped chairs because nobody else was using them. And that was how I, I survived my my college with a with a damaged tailbone. Oh, that's brutal. So that's crazy that uh, a crank arm messed you up because I feel like you're a pretty dialed crank arm guy. Like uh, At one point I was, I feel like, but <laughs> I don't know. You did that one in uh, the Daily Grind video. Uh, I'm blanking on the name, but it's like that long yellow rail. Yeah, that was definitely the scariest or biggest one that I've I've done. I don't think I'm gonna talk. Yeah, about and one. then you've also you've got the the classic crank arm easy 180 turn down or look back. Yeah, uh, to me it's turn down, but it, you could correct me. Yeah, I, I would I call it a look back. Yeah, so you definitely have the like crank arm qualifications. So that's that's crazy. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how, if I keep doing them or not. <laughs> On the right setup, you know, it's got to be the right setup. That's, right, that's yeah. where I'm at with it. I feel you. That's funny because Craig was like a crank arm guy for a minute. Like he did <laughs> that crazy like bent crank arm yeah. grind in that Primo video. Yeah. Yeah, and then well, he did it uh, one footed the first time, right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> dude, yeah. yeah, he went to bail it. He just did a literally a one footed crank arm grind and rolled away from it. And it's that a rail so with sick. like an elbow in it. It's wild. But anyway, I was uh, filming with Craig at these like you might you might know of him actually. Um, they are off of like, Vets Highway. Those black handrails in that uh, industrial park. Yep. Yep. Uh, like so he was gap. trying to. Yeah, it's like a rail to like street gap kind of thing. Yeah, I got some clips there for in, in the new DNS video. Ooh. Oh, sick. Stoked to see those. So I was filming Craig try to crank arm it, and he probably wanted to do something out, crank arm bar, crank manual 180. Like, that's usually the procedure with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, literally first hop into the crank arm, he just totally just like looped back, like just like you said, credit carded the rail. Uh, I don't think he, he tailboned himself. I think he... Uh, he crushed the package more so. And uh, <laughs> oh, no. dude, that was the last crank arm I've ever seen him try. True. Other than like a Sabrosa rail. Like he's just, he's over the trick. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of at the same point. Cause it's like, like I said, when you do them and they, and they feel so sick, but then the slight miscalculation, it could just be like just death, you know, it throws just, you off completely. Right. Brutal. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's rails in general. I feel like. No, for sure. But you're uh you're a pretty pretty regular handrail rider, right? Like what makes you gravitate toward that kind of riding? Riding with Dan Conway and Stinkpit and Daily Grind dudes. Like I never was a handrail guy. Or Mike Mike Mann too, really. Mike Mann was like the first dude I saw doing big handrails in person. I was like, damn, like that's crazy. I wanna be able to at least jump on these rails and stuff. Yeah. I don't got like a bunch of moves for a handrail. Like I'll I'll hop on a double peg or whatever, but you know if if the setup's right and I got something in mind, then I'll jump on some handrails. But. Yeah, I'm with you there. It's yeah. definitely about the like specific setup. Like I don't 
I really mean, seek boat. to ride yeah. handrails <laughs> every session. But if if the right one pops up, I'm yeah. down to jump on. Right. I end up I riding with dudes who like riding handrails. Then I end up at a handrail. I'm like, uh, okay, all right, <laughs> let's ride right. it. <laughs> and uh, you're definitely being pretty humble there because I'm pretty sure I've seen clips of you like tail whipping out of a handrail. Right, like People I said, out of a double down peg. A handrail. I, I could yeah. do double peg grinds and then a, a trick out. <laughs> when it comes to like doing that, like balance tricks or like throwing a tire up there, I'm like, oh man, that's out of my uh, wheelhouse. But yeah, I feel you. I'm working my way up to like uh, crooked grinds. That's been like my uh, my goal recently. Heck yeah. Because I've never been able to like hold them. I just like jump in and one of the pegs slips out. I don't yeah. like over the years, all the homies have like been dialing them in and crank ar- crooked grinding everything and uh i've just been blowing it so trying to make a crooked comeback. <laughs> comeback yeah i always felt the same way about crooks but i never i never really kept the enough pegs on to like dial them in for long <laughs> enough but i believe in you <laughs> yes i appreciate it so uh what's your current uh your peg setup you're you're a two peg guy right um I got like seven pegs if you count all the different things. No, I'm just, uh, yeah, two <laughs> pegs, and then you know I use I try to use my back pedal a decent amount. Um, yeah, I just like try to see my back pedal back pedal grinds as like a feeble essentially because I like the way my, my bike feels a lot better with two pegs, like especially hitting jumps or riding parks. Like you know, I like to ride a little bit of everything, so I like my bike to feel like it's ready for all terrain and uh, I feel like two pegs has felt the best for me as far as like airing a quarter pipe or a jump or something. Um, I always, I always like go back in my head, uh, back and forth in my head, like four pegs would be sick and I could sit at a flat ledge all day, but you know, then I just get tired of it. I'm like, cause I, once I start putting more pegs on, then I stop doing the other things that I like to do. And I don't know. I like I like sticking with uh, what's worked for me at this point. Yeah, I hear you. On that. Yeah, I'm with you there. You're preaching to the choir <laughs> on the uh, the back foot pedal feeble. That's like one of my favorite tricks. Oh yeah, exactly. I don't know. Talking to the back fe- pedal feeble guy. <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, in uh, your most recent part you put out, social dissonance. Yeah. Uh, you did that back pedal feeble three off that like that big outledge. That was one of my favorite clips in the video. Oh, uh, thanks. Yeah, mine too. I was, I was stoked on that one. There was like a, there was a security guard that came out to kick me out after I tried it like two times. And then I like hid and like pretended like I was, you know, putting my stuff away. And as I landed that, and after as I was like picking my phone up because I was just using like this little twenty dollar Amazon phone tripod for that. Um, yeah, the guy was like coming back to kick me out after that try. So stoked I stoked I made that one happen. That's awesome. Yeah, that's like such a good trick to have up your sleeve. Like the pretend like you're leaving, you're packing up, and then you'll get like at least a couple extra tries squeezed in. Yeah. Yeah, especially if they walk slow, which is this guy was not in a hurry. <laughs> yeah. So you filmed that entire video just self-filmed on the iPhone? What was the story with that? Yeah, so I mean, that was like coronavirus hit and, you know, my brother and sister live in New York City. 
Um, I was getting most of my information through talking to them and stuff. And then, you know, the news is obviously terrifying. And I was like, you know, I want to take this as seriously as I can because I'm like, you know, if I don't, then I could, that could mean, you know, getting my friends sick or getting their family sick or whatever, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and I don't know, I don't, I don't want to throw any shade or anything, but the BMX community, at least around me, didn't seem to be taking it too seriously. And I I mean, I, I admit that I was on the far side of like trying to be conservative about it and trying to, you know, do my best. Cause I was like, if we all just do this, then it'll be over sooner. Or at least that, that was my mindset. Mm -hmm. But so I was just like super anxious about the whole situation. And I was like, I don't know, like how to navigate this. So I was like, and also it was a time like, I was in a weird space with like my relationship to BMX and like how I felt about it. Like I felt like I was maybe taking it a little too seriously or like just getting, just having anxiety about different BS that goes along with getting older and riding bikes and stuff. Um, So I was like, screw it. I'm just going to ride alone and like ride all these Philly spots that I've always wanted to like have a chance to go film at. But like, when you ride Philly, there's so many different little spots on like every corner that it, when you're with like a crew filming, it's kind of hard to really be like, oh, I want to go ride this specific cellar door or something. Like it's kind of like you just start somewhere and make your way and hit what you hit. Right. Um, so I was like, screw it. I'm just going to go around and my, you know, explore as much as I can, find as many new spots as I can because it's a lot easier to find new shit when you're just cruising around solo could take any turn you want, you know? And I don't know. It was just, it was a a bit of like a personal journey for me to be real. Like, um, just reconnecting with my bike and my relationship to BMX and like why I love it so much, you know, and why I'm, I'm still doing this after all, all these years. And yeah, like after, after that, like I, I don't know, it's like I fell back in love with BMX again, like in a, in a, like it's like renewed, you know, um, yeah. and I was just, it was super fun to just go out and like have no plan, not know what I was going to run into. Or even like that day when I did that, uh, pedal grind that was like, okay, I'm going to go do this and, you know, just see what happens. Like it was nice to just be, have that freedom of just like, okay, like I'm just going to go out for an hour into hour or two and see what happens, you know, and not really be, just be on my own schedule and go where I want to go and kind of escape the you know all the news and everything that was polluting yeah. my mind <laughs> yeah at sure. the time it was like hard to like unglue your eyeballs from the tv like there was always some new breaking story and the numbers were just like skyrocketing right. and yeah yeah it was great that's awesome you made something positive out of all that because you know riding your bike it can be stressful and it can like lead to a lot of anxiety but also it's a huge anxiety reliever and right. like just a great sure. tool yeah. to have. And that, that was, that was what, something that was so weird to me for a little bit. Like, cause BMX has always been that escape of like, okay, I'm going to ride my bike and you know, I don't have a care in the world. You know, I'm just out here trying to ride, you know, and that's the main focus. But as I don't know, as I like started to gain sponsors and like started to pursue that, avenue of riding more seriously 
I started to take it more serious myself and I felt like obligated to do things and like obligated to film an Instagram clip every time I went out or, or whatever. And this was just like, all right, let's strip all of that away and just focus on riding and connecting with riding and film whatever feels cool, wherever looks cool, you know, and like just kind of let all that go and just like bring it back to just, you know, a dude and his bike, you know, just having fun That's and awesome. doing your thing. I love that video because you didn't really hold back like it was like a chill self film part like I actually didn't even know you filmed it on a phone like I figured like the iPhones have gotten so solid now like footage wise like as long as you set it up decently like you said you just had like a 20 buck tripod yeah and like you made an awesome project out of that like it's a full what is it like a five five and a half minute video like something like that yeah that's awesome. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah. It was a lot of fun to make. And yeah, I had this like, yeah, it was just my phone. And then eventually at some point I upgraded and got the phone that had like the wide angle lens and whatnot. So I used that for a couple things. But I had this cool little tripod that had like bendy legs. And I would like wrap it around handrails and stuff <laughs> and like set it up in different spots. It was, it's now like destroyed. Like all the legs are crunched yeah. up and. <laughs> But it served its purpose. I think that's the uh, the Joby Gorilla Pod, right? The like gray and black one, maybe, or maybe it's a different. No, brand it's one, a different but... one. I've seen the Joby before, though. But yeah, similar similar concept. So, yeah, who cut sure. that video? Was that you, or did uh, Jeff Z? You edited no, that video too. That was me. Yeah, and I appreciate you mistaking it for Jeff Z. <laughs> but to be honest, Jeff Z did give me a lot of pointers. Like I sent it to him. And, you know, he came back. First, I had that intro. It was, like, twice as long. He was like, dude, you got to cut it down. And I'm so glad he said that because, like, in in the back of my head, I was like, it's kind of too long. But I didn't want to edit it because I didn't want to have to go through and re-edit it all. But no, I'm really stoked with the finished product. Yeah, that the intro you're talking about is like the uh, the little news snippets with right. the TV. Yeah. And then eventually you, like, knock the TV down. Yeah. To like start the the title screen. Yeah, that intro is like, it's definitely a little bit longer, but I think it's like the sweet spot. Sick. Yeah, I think. So that's, that turned out down. good. Yeah, cutting it down was a good idea. Yeah. yeah, if you haven't seen that video, definitely, definitely check it out. What's the, do you know the full title on that? Let's see. I think it's Jeff Purdy's Social Dissonance. Daily, that was for da- Daily Grind. Daily Grind yeah. BMX, yeah. Word. Yeah, so look that one up. Also look up Jeff Purdy, Wild Boar. As a classic, yep. released in May two thousand nine. Damn, two thousand nine. Yo, good year. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. So that's that's over ten years ago. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it feels like multiple lifetimes ago. <laughs> but yeah, those were some good times riding. Uh, what little spots, Sayville and Bayport and whatnot surrounding yeah. area had to offer <laughs> yeah it's amazing how we would just like ride anything and it would be called the spot like yeah the standards yep. were so low you could ride anything i know film anything right riding around philly like i ride past spots and I'll, I'll be like that would be like the spot that i would ride two miles to get to you know now i'm just like uh just another bank or yeah just kind of like oh god yeah. I'm so, so tired of seeing the spot god damn <laughs> right we're so so privileged yeah <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm due for another trip to Philly. That's definitely one of my favorite cities to ride. I will for sure hit you up next time. Yeah, come through if you need a spot to stay. I got a futon and a couch with your name on it. <laughs> Appreciate it. I'm happy with either. Right on. <laughs> so you're uh, another rider who does a lot of tricks that start with a T. So what's what's your favorite <laughs> T trick? Oh, I have man. to ask. They're all so good, but I think classic tabletop might be my favorite. Um, actually, I don't know if you saw, I tried starting an Instagram called tricks that start with T for a little bit. And I, really? I think I might've posted you. I definitely posted you, but yeah, yeah I do. Yeah. I remember that. I, I just like, I got, at, a, at some point I was like, I don't want to be on Instagram more than I already am, you know? Yeah. So I just stopped, stopped doing that. But yeah, the tricks that start with T has always been <laughs> kind of like a joke for me. Like. Those are all the, the coolest ones. They're like the the tricks of form, you know, where you could do a T-bog or you could you could do a T-bog and, and dip that shit and make and do it mean, you know what I mean? Same as you could right. wiggle your bike and call it a tabletop, or you could, you know, Clint Reynolds wrench that shit in and fold it and hold it, you know. Um and that's just always that's always been why I like them so much. Like sometimes I like I like doing turndowns a lot, uh, sp- especially in the streets. Um, well, anywhere really, but there's so many times where like I'll do a turndown clip in the streets, and we'll go back and we'll go and like f- freeze frame the to see if it was clicked or not, and then I'm like, no, I have to go redo it, you know. Yeah. And I don't know. I think there's something cool about that. It's like, oh, you really you gotta do a proper, you know. Yeah. yeah, Craig. Craig always gives me shit because like I'll do a, like some kind of like toboggan variation, and I'll end up doing it three, four, twenty times. And he's like, "Dude, they all look the same. Yeah. Come on, dude. Like you did it fine. <laughs> what's what's the problem?" And lately, I've been getting a little better with accepting like yeah. The, yeah. the quality of the first toboggan. But <laughs> you can always do it like a little. I bet, dude, tables like you can always do a table like a little more no. flat. A little get your knees over a little more. Like, yeah. it's a blessing. They are sometimes. Sometimes it's definitely a headache. You're like, oh, I was just doing them so much better two days ago. Like, but you know that's that's the fun of them. You're like, because when you get that good one, you know, you, you know, you know that feeling. And right, yeah, you know, I feel like that's what you chase. Exactly. Yeah, they're some of the most satisfying tricks. Right. I could seriously use some tips on turndowns, though, because I've never, never <laughs> understood how that trick that. works. Yeah, Austin, you could kind of do them. I've seen you like. It's get it's a funny trick park. because like, I just have random date like not even date like, it would be like a session where maybe I try one like over the hip at Huntington or whatever. And like sometimes they work okay to where it's like, oh yeah, that kind of actually felt like a turndown. But I mean, it's, you know, maybe just so the bars are like, you know, turned 180. They're never, like, I'd, I've never overclicked a turndown. So <laughs> hey, I wouldn't if, really. If, I, if, it, if, it, if it, it's in line with that frame, you're good. That's a turndown. Beautiful. Yes. <laughs> I never really considered them turndowns just because I feel like it's like a half ass turndown. <laughs> I just it's funny never, you say that never feels good. I don't know. So I feel the same way about nose manuals where I've like had, you know, a couple random sessions where I'm like, oh shit, like I feel like I understand this balance point now. <laughs> yeah. And then the next day I can't do them, you know, two feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
No, it's one of those I tricks. Think, it's like a good day and they work, and then the next day it's like, oh my god, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. I think you're the first person, Austin, that I saw like doing controlled nose manuals or and hangers too. And I was like, damn, that's hmm. that's crazy. <laughs> back, yeah, I don't know. I just days. I think it was just like me riding my driveway when I was younger, and I just like had lines, and like I would always just like, okay, let me try and get to this line, this line. To the point where, like, anytime I rode, I was just always looking to do like a nose manual kind of challenge or goal for the session. Right. And then even now, I always just have like, even with a manual, it's always, I always have like a sort of challenge that I like to do. Right on. It's a lot of patience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Austin, I remember you just doing nose manuals all the time, like, as you were trying to learn them, like, especially like the CVS parking lot. There were uh, just like a bunch of wide open parking spaces, like right next to the ledge spot. And you would just spend, you know, like half the session just trying yeah. to do nose manuals some days. And yeah. that's cut seems like the only way to really get good at them is just to like get obsessed with them. And eventually they'll, they'll kind of start to click. I haven't experienced it myself <laughs> either, though I end up filming like nose manual combos. <laughs> I don't think I can actually nose manual, but I could fake it enough. Right. I hear that. Oh, you can Justin. I actually can't, but I wanna I'm gonna work I've been working on them. I've been uh normally I'm kind of an anti flat ground rider. Like I'm just bummed if I just take out my bike and I'm just like doing hop tricks. Yeah. But I've been trying to like even take out my little flat rail and have a fifteen minute front yard session here and there, like with work and stuff. So that's been the move lately. Nice. How's yeah. the weather in Philly right now? Because usually it's a little bit hotter than around here, but it's been brutal. Yeah, it's been really hot. I haven't been outside yet today. I don't think. Wow, that sucks. But <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's been really hot. Uh, yeah, in New York, it's been uh, it's getting up there where it's like eighty plus and humid. Where you like? To me, it's a three T-shirt session. When I go out for like a weekend yeah. film riding, so that's like peak summer weather already. <laughs> Three t-shirt day, huh? <laughs> that's funny. I heard you guys talking about that on the Craig podcast too. <laughs> yeah, they like to give me shit for that too. But yeah. dude, I like I like to be comfortable. I don't want to be in a sweaty, grimy, filthy shirt all day. So I just like stock up the camera bag with with a whole. Like I literally can't fit all of my t-shirts on my. Uh, in my dresser so i just have them in bags like i have i just buy like blank black shirts and i just put them in everything in my car and my camera bag like they're everywhere there you go can't knock so it I'm, I'm basically a doomsday prepper but with t-shirts it's awesome you cut out there for a second you still with us yeah yeah i'm good tight so Austin, in, in the hours of uh, preparation you did for the Jeff Purdy podcast, is there anything you wanted to uh, ask him? Um, I feel like I wanted to give you a chance to talk because I kind of uh, end up rambling well, more or less the whole time. No, well, because I, you know, I listened to, because I had the opportunity to not be a part of last week's podcast with Quadros. I actually listened to it and 
how you guys were talking about helmets and stuff. And then like, now, you know, Jeff being on GT and everything and wearing helmets, just wanted to see your thoughts and opinions on wearing a helmet and if it changed riding for GT and. Um, so, I mean, I started wearing helmets riding like skate parks and trails, even when I was like a teenager and street right. has always been like, oh, I'm not going to wear a helmet because that's just you know, the status quo. Um, and yeah, GT requires helmets. And so like, I wasn't mad about it. You know, it was this weird thing where I was like, I don't always want to wear a helmet. Sometimes I want to go out for a session and just be chilling, uh, feel my hair flowing or whatever, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, as, as I get older, and the more I keep hearing about shitty injuries, I'm like, uh, I think I'm going full-time helmet just, mm-hmm. you know, for personal reasons, really. Yeah. That's some scary shit. But, I mean, you know, to each their own and whatever you're comfortable with. But Yeah. No, I hear yeah, you. Sh- yeah. Yeah, I think it's definitely a personal choice because, to me, part of the appeal of not wearing a helmet with like street riding is you just grab your bike and you just go out your front door. Like you don't have to put on a, a Jersey. You don't have to put on a uniform. Right. You're it, just bike riding out in the world, but it yeah. feels like know. chilling more where you're yeah, like just exactly. going out versus when you have a helmet on, it almost makes you feel like you're doing something mm-hmm. more serious or like, yeah, I agree. But I'm hoping to just be able to get past that because like, I could chill in a helmet, although it's sweaty. My, my biggest pet peeve about the helmet is on these hot summer days when you're just soaked in Dude, sweat. Yeah. Oh. Gross. And unfortunately, yeah, you, you kind of have to wear a black helmet. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's kind of like, you know, just wrong to wear like a colored helmet or even like mm-hmm. a white helmet sticks yeah. out a little bit. Quadros <laughs> was rocking the white helmet, but yeah, yeah, personally I would, I would just go with black, but yeah, that yeah. thing is like attracting all of the solar radiation and <laughs> cooking your dome. My favorite helmet that I've ever had was this purple, uh, triple eight that I never find them that like fit my head just right. And this one fit my head just right. And it wasn't, I didn't even buy it. Like, it was at the trails on Long Island. I don't know if you ever went to uh, Woodview or some people call it. Yeah, yeah. It was there. Stone some, Edge. Stone Edge was the other Stone name. Stone Edge, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Some younger dude came through and left his helmet there. And it was like, it was there the next time I showed up. And I was like, all right, well, let me try it on. And it fit perfect. So I was like, all right, this is the one. So the purple helmet is my favorite helmet. If I, I left it at a skate park or something like I do with all my helmets, but... If I could get that back, I would rock the purple one till death. (laughs) Gotcha. Yeah, I'm still looking for the right helmet. Uh, I recently decided to be a a helmet biker, despite not looking as cool. And uh, I'm still just running my old ProTech Bucky LASIK helmet, which is like basically a helmet strictly for show and not certified or any protection. But uh, I popped on Anthony Quadros's triple eight sweat saver helmet yeah. i think it's called and uh it fit my head perfect so i'm gonna pick up one of those i think Sick. it felt good 
Yep, I had like my first street session as a helmet biker, and uh, I feel like you just forget about it. Like at first, yeah. you strap it on, and you're like, "Oh, I'm like a 12 year old kid at the skate park," <laughs> and then, and then you just start riding, and you forget, and then it's just back to normal. Yeah. So I mean, does GT still require you to like wear a helmet as like a team rider? Because I feel like um. I don't know. I don't know if I'm throwing you under the bus, but I think you've posted footage riding without a helmet here and there, right? Yeah. Well, so their deal is just they can't repost it, um, you know, under their name or whatever. If it's anything that's going to be for GT, uh, it's got to be helmet footage. So, like, if I go out riding street and I don't have a plan of filming anything for to send to GT, you know, then I don't have my helmet. But then I get an Instagram clip, I'm still going to post it, you know, but. I try to I try to balance it and still you know give content to them. We have a uh, there's like a an AM video that's been in the works for a while um, called I think it's supposed to be called Can You Film This and it's just like kind of you know homie cam up to yeah. footage that Z filmed you know so it's kind of a wide range and you know it's like those sessions where you're just out and you're like, Oh, yo, can you film this? You know, nice that's the concept at least, but yeah, I don't know exactly when that's supposed to be done. I know they just added some new dudes to the team and whatnot. So they're waiting for them to get some footage, but I should have a, a full section in that that I'm pretty stoked on yeah. so far. I have to see that. Awesome. Yeah. Definitely stoked to see that. We'll have to uh, make a mention when that, when that uh, goes live. Right on. So, uh, did Jeff Z come up with that title? Because it sounds like a uh, like a catchy Jeff Z idea <laughs> yeah. or something. It probably is his his idea. I'm not sure if it's him or Ben Ward that came up with the name, but they're both pretty good with the puns and the, the catchy, <laughs> the catchy yeah. little uh, little bits. Gotcha. Yeah, I was super lucky to uh, to meet Jeff Z the last time I was out in California. He was uh, like photographing the we the people perfect strangers to trip yeah that was it and uh you killed it appreciate it thank you but jeffsy is amazing he's the best human he was filming so uh we the people i think they wanted him to film kind of some like behind the scenes kind of footage or maybe he was just doing it for our bmx but he was literally filming and photographing at the same time he had his camera set up on the tripod and he was holding a remote trigger with it in like burst mode. And he was shooting like crazy, you know, Logan Penberg was tire riding down a King Tandrail. <laughs> and Jeff Z was literally doing double duty, shot the photo and filmed the trick yeah. and pulled it off. Like it was, it was amazing to it's watch. Insane. He's a one man camera crew. <laughs> yeah seriously and his his camera bag is absurd like i think we might have mentioned it on here before but i tried to move his camera bag out of the way at like a spot <laughs> and i literally like it didn't budge like i like pulled on it and i was like what what the fuck is in here like because it's basically car batteries yeah. to run the strobes yeah yeah so he's fully fully committed to his craft he's awesome yeah definitely the man I was out there. I went out on like a random trip to visit Jesse. That was just kind of spur of the moment. And I ended up getting to get out with him a couple days. And yeah, it was just like me, him and Jesse and like, you know, Trevor and whatnot joined us a little bit. But it's mostly just me, him and Jesse. 
And he was doing the same thing where he'd have like two video angles set up, and then he'd have the photo set up, and, and he would give he would at least give Jesse the the trigger for the the burst. <laughs> so really? he was so he wasn't he wasn't filming while hitting the burst thing, but you know he had everything set up and yeah, so sick, so sick to film with a dude like that who just like you know you don't have to think about the filming at all. You're like I know this is gonna come out super good, full confidence. Just, Right, yeah, it gives you that extra motivation. Yeah, yeah. To me, like the the biggest benefit of trying to do the whole sponsored thing is just having, you know, trips where you have a dedicated filmer who you can trust and who they're motivated. They're not going to complain. Like, of course, you know when like you're out during the session, everyone's having a good time, and then you ask the homie like, "Hey, dude, can you put your bike down?" And then right. film me for an hour and a half. Try this, like <laughs> this pipe dream I have. Like you right. always feel bad, but on a trip, you're just like, you know, filmer, do your job. They're they're not gonna complain. Yeah. They're they're down. Yeah, yeah, it's always so sick knowing that someone's someone's in it as much as you are. They're like they wanna they wanna get the clip crispy and see you land it as much as you do. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I always, I always hate asking the homie, like, oh, yeah, film this. And then I'm just, like, there trying to do the clip, not even thinking about what I'm trying to do. I'm just, like, thinking about how much of their time I'm just taking up trying to do this random shit I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just getting farther and farther away because I'm thinking more and more about how, like, oh, man, I'm just, I'm not letting them ride. I'm just having them fucking point their phone at me and all this random shit. Right. Yeah, yeah I've had I've had some better luck lately just self-filming Instagram clips. I feel like that's my favorite thing to do. I don't yeah. have to worry about anyone, but just put it there and as long as I got battery and enough space, I'm chilling. Yeah. Yeah, that was the beauty of filming that self-film video too, where I was like, I can go try tricks that I know are gonna take me forever and I don't yep. have to feel bad about it. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Exactly. That and that ender was actually like Three or four different times I went back for that, like trying it like two, three hours each time, just over and yeah. over until I was too exhausted or my phone died or whatever. Actually, one time, the first time I went there, I actually did the, I broke my forks the same way Anthony did, you know, just like exploded. And it, luckily it was on like, I wasn't really trying. It was like on the warm up. I like just went to like do a backlash on you know like a man on the manual pad that was there mm-hmm. and i like hit my front end on the on the edge of the curb and just poof, exploded <laughs> so i had to walk all the way home that day oh, <laughs> with man. like my bike in three pieces <laughs> oh man because my fo- yeah, yeah that was a fun <laughs> one <laughs> but, yeah, so refresh my memory what was the uh the ender clip was that the half cab manual to whip clip yeah yeah it was like a guardrail okay. And some of them was making it extra difficult was I had to like swoop in to line up with the guardrail to do the 180 over the guardrail to then cap manual whip into the bank. But yeah, yeah, that clip's amazing. And uh, that's like the thing about filming street clips that like never translate in video. Like the little things about the setup and the run up that like in the clip you're like, oh, he did the trick. So it must have been it must have been good. It must have been rideable. But like you're always trying to like balance those weird little factors yeah that make make a difficult trick 10 times more difficult right 
it's always such a cool experience when you get to a spot and you're like, oh shit, like this is crazy or something, you know, something that someone did. Yeah, yeah. the like the history of a spot, the like the spot's memory is right. always cool. Right. And noticing like the little intricacies, like, oh damn, he had to deal with, you know, the, oh, this goes right into a traffic or like yeah. you know, something like that. Or there's this run up sucks, which is always the problem on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah. So I was yep. curious, Jeff, did you actually repaint that rail in the uh, intro of your uh, your daily grind rerouting section? If I said yes, would you believe me? Oh, no, yeah. Not, yeah, you could lie. It's the internet. You can lie and nobody can call you out on it. It's the truth as long as you say it with confidence. <laughs> no, I, I did not. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Because uh, I didn't know if there was like other footage maybe and like the credit section of the video because... <laughs> At least in the part that's online, there's no rail painting. But uh, now I know there's no rail painting at all. <laughs> no, we didn't it happens. I'm sure that guy. I'm sure that guy painted it, and then I'm sure somebody came back and did the same thing again. You know, like yeah. dude, I doubt anybody actually rail. gave a shit. I feel like those guys, like when they're kicking you out of a spot, they're just looking for like any reason to be mad. Mm-hmm. Like they're just like, they're oh, you're you're leaving tire marks on the, the ground and it's like, or, Oh, you're, you're scratching up the rail. Like it was scratched already. Like somebody with like a ring on their finger could walk down that railing and like scratch the layer of paint or something. Yeah. Like you're not, you're not making it unusable. <laughs> to be fair. It was that guy's that it was like that guy's business or whatever. And, um, he said that he had just repainted it cause some skaters were there or something. So I, I did like take a, a considerable amount of paint off that rail that he just <laughs> that he just painted, but you know, that's the, you know when you see the rail for the trick that you got in your head, yeah, there's just, not much that can stop you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got an amazing clip out of it, and I don't know. I feel like the the amount of like satisfaction and accomplishment we get from like doing a trick on a street spot kind of outweighs the like the minor cosmetic damage we do right i don't but, know that's how i rationalize it but i agree the value that i get out of landing that trick versus the value that somebody has when they walk up the rail like oh this is a nicely painted handrail exactly it's just a stupid thing <laughs> it's like it's just this random piece of pipe outside a place that you half the people walking up don't even touch it it's just there <laughs> yeah. you know they walk past. They don't pay any mind to this railing, right? And if someone's making a judgment call on like the business they're walking into based on a scratched-up handrail, then they're probably yeah, like, a shitty person anyway. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, exactly. And like what you said too is totally true. Like if you would have taken the time to sand and repaint that rail, another set of riders, skaters, whoever would have literally came back probably within days a week and then undid your work so yeah yeah, yeah i'm on your side of course <laughs> yeah destroy all the spots <laughs> <laughs> so you you tend to ride like a little bit of everything what's like your favorite thing to ride like you kill it in street riding you film video parts but i know like i used to kind of think of you more of as like a dirt park rider Kind of back in the day when you were on Long Island, maybe? Yeah, I mean, I definitely got my starts 
like my first times ever riding was on like little dirt bumps that we call jumps. Um, and that's always, I, that's always been my favorite thing. And I, it's still my favorite feeling on a BMX bike, but all of the feelings are so amazing. Like there's different things I value about different, you know, aspects of riding, uh, you know, like going to the trails, super nice. Cause you just drop in and you're along for the ride and you're just like, I hope I make it to the end. Okay. Yeah. You know, like, and then you, you get through and you're just like, Oh my God, the, it's, you know, it's such a big, such a rush and just being in it. Like you have to be so present for that whole line. And like, that's always been like such a meditative experience for me is riding trails or riding park where you're like flowing through something versus street riding where you're like out searching and there's so much stimulus going around your head you know there's yeah this mm -hmm. person over here like doing some drugs or you know like whatever you're running <laughs> you know you got shitty run-ups you got cops to deal with and stuff um yeah I, for me i don't think much beats the feeling of flowing through some trails and i've always said that you know one day maybe i'll retire to it trail dog and throw take the pegs off and throw some brakes on and you know just live in the woods but i don't know i love i love it all it's too much to give up any of it you know and i feel like at least for me it builds on each other because if i'm feeling good if i've been riding trails a lot like i'm gonna feel better on my bike riding street because i'm just being like controlling my bike or vice versa kind of, or yeah it depends yeah. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> It definitely, yeah, definitely builds on each other. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I think like the beauty of BMX is like you don't have to pick one or the other. Like, I think it's stupid when people like say like I'm a street rider, I'm a park rider. I'm like, you're just a bike rider. Like, you could take your bike anywhere. There's no rule that says you have to ride one thing. Like, I'm kind of with you that my backup plan is probably to retire to the trails. Like. <laughs> I was actually thinking, because uh, I rode Johnny Nemesek, he uh, had a birthday party and he has some jumps in his backyard. I'm sure he wouldn't call them trails because they were like maybe five, six foot doubles. They were, I mean, they were like taller than me. So to me, that's a, a real dirt jump. So like I was kind of, I was kind of sweating it rolling in like, you know. I'm on this bike with like 15 offset forks and a, a 13 inch <laughs> rear end. So I'm like, I don't, I don't belong here. And, uh, making it through the line was just like massively satisfying and like looking at a set of jumps and like proving that you can actually get through them. is just like a really cool feeling. So, right. oh man, I, I got the, you know, the chance to ride uh caddy and posh kind of, like a you know a little over a year ago, but riding those jumps is like first of all those are the craziest jumps I've ever been to and pr probably on the world. But like looking at a, a long set of trails that you're like oh this goes here and you got to like kind of walk through and be like okay this turns here and then you got to do this um, and then making it through that line is like the greatest feeling is when you when you hit that last jump and you spot that landing you're just you know just sweet release yeah. you know <laughs> yeah so i've never ridden proper trails like that but i've seen them i don't know if you ever got a chance to ride panamoka when that spot was still running hell yeah that was like the first real big set of trails like well woodview was a real set of trails 
but there wasn't like a bunch of lines. But when I went to Panamoca, I was like mind blown. There's so many jumps back there. So many different lines. But sorry, I cut you off. Gone. No, dude. I just remember like seeing that the lines just kind of like stretched as far as the eye could see. And uh, I ended up going there. I think there was a demolition last chance premiere video at a uh, Long Island bike shop in Patchogue. And uh, they finished the jam and the premiere. And then the demolition team all like hopped in the van and went to Panamoka. And me being like a little street kid, you know, riding our CVS ledge, like I had no business going to Panamoka, but I just wanted to like witness Dennis Anderson just yeah. like completely rip these trails breakless, even at a time when riding trails breakless was like a lot less common. And uh, dude, it was just insane just to be there, just looking at the lines and like the fact that you could like make decisions and like branch <laughs> off and hit this other line and like. They just kept going. It was crazy. Dude, I yeah. could not imagine watching those dudes ride those trails. I think I've seen footage of, of them there. They did like a, they did some trip. I think it might have been like range of motion where it was like a ride thing. And they did like street trails and park. And they went to Panamoca and maybe like Kiko or something on, on Long Island. And yeah, Dennis Henderson's like flip whipping the biggest jumps there that like. Insane. Yeah. You look at it and you're like, holy shit. Yeah, he's a maniac. Mm-hmm. Long Island's a good place to retire as a trail dog, although the trails seem to keep getting plowed, but there's some good ones. Yep. Unfortunately. Yeah, sadly, they've kind of been dropping like flies the last few years. That sucks. Uh, I don't know, did you ever get to ride uh, Exit 48? The uh, I forget, what do they call them? The boondocks? Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. I definitely got to ride those a couple times. They were incredible. And I love those lines, those trails because you hit this huge line and then you end up right back at the starting spot after, you know, like looped all the way around. That's so cool. Yeah, my biggest regret, I think, is uh, never trying to ride the main line there because I was brakeless and like the whole lineup of riders there were all running brakes. And like I was, I was riding the pump track, and like I was like, "Oh yeah, I could do this." And then I look at the line, and I was just like, "No fucking way, I'm gonna yeah. die!" Like I so do. Intimidating. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay where I belong, and uh, a lot now of times, I wish I would have tried it. A lot of times they just look more intimidating than they feel, because um, the way they're built, like trail trail builders know what the hell they're doing, and it's like most of the time it's just like hold on, you know, and just just mm. go along for the ride. Um, but yeah, it definitely gets intimidating for sure. Yeah. I feel like yeah, that's I feel why like I once... never really tried to ride trails just because of how intimidating they were. And I never rode brakes and I was like, if I need to stop, I'm not going to be able to. And I'm just going to, I don't know, hack, nose hack, eat shit. And yeah, just, yeah, I'll ride the pump track or something else. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go over these. <laughs> I feel you. I think the thing with brakeless riding and trails is you just gotta you gotta look at every jump. You gotta know what your exit plan is if something goes right. wrong. You know? Yeah, it can get hairy for sure. Um, I remember the first time I was at Caddy. I hit. I was like hitting a line before I really examined it. It was like one of the smaller lines, so I was like, "Oh, just someone's like, oh, follow me through." I was like, "Okay, here we go," and um. 
I, hit, I came up to one lip and there were two landings and I was like, I don't know which way to go. And I went in between them right in the middle, <laughs> just to, like jumped off my bike into like, a bush. <laughs> uh, that's part of the, but fun, like n- 99% of the time you end up just getting out of it fine. Like, even though yeah. you're jumping these like, you know, 15 foot doubles with like huge chasms between the lip and the landing, yep. like. Usually, as long as you're uh, you're careful, you can bail out and uh, you kind of get away unscathed, sure, more yeah. or less. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things is that you have time to think. You know, like so many times in street riding, like if you're hitting a handrail, like you just got to be on it. But like when you're on trails and you're in the air, you can like see where you're going. You're like, okay, I'm going toward this landing. Here we go. Like oh, this isn't where, you know, like you have time, even even the falls where you're like in the air and you're like, I'm going to eat shit. Like you have that time to think to yourself, this is going to suck, (laughs) you know, or whatever. Or this is how, oh, I see a, you know, spot your exit plan. But Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's definitely, definitely a good time. Yeah, it's it's good because like with trails, you have the time to like make corrections and decisions, especially once you have the experience, like, when I was even riding Johnny's little jumps, there were times where I was like, you know, wasn't sure if I was going to clear the jump. And then I kind of like squeaked it out because I realized my front end cleared and it was just like you suck up the back and just like dive in with all your effort and yep. you end up getting away with it. Yep. Oh, that's so sick. That that definitely I think I saw him posting stuff about he had like just a patch of dirt and like it. he just built a, a couple jumps. Right. Yeah. So he has a uh, like a big, like a storage container, like the ones that they ship on like container ships, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just in his backyard for store storing all his various tools and devices because he like builds and makes everything. Yeah, that dude's amazing. Woodworking jumps, whatever it is. I think he's got a um. Does he have his a little caterpillar? Yeah, he's got a skid steer. Yeah, so he there might keep are. it in there. But anyway, he built sure. the the run up like the roll-in on top of the container and it was like mostly dirt and then like a wooden bridge up top going down and you had to like climb up kind of a janky ladder to get onto the container and then i think beforehand he had built like a wooden lip like um like it was kind of like a fly out jump i guess it's kind of like a i think they were calling it a step down but to me, the, the lip and the landing were more or less at the same height. But it was basically like a wooden lip jump into like a nice forgiving landing. And then he just built two more doubles in between the container rolling and that like mega ramp fly out that he built. So that was the line for his like birthday jam. And those he just they sprung out of the ground in like a matter of hours. Yeah, that dude's so sick. I've had the the pleasure of running into him a couple times at trails and whatnot, or skate parks and stuff. And he's always killing it. Always riding with Giant no shirt push. on. Yeah, <laughs> yep, he's famous as like the naked rider. Like, yeah. as long as like the with- sun is out, he's in like cut off shorts and nothing else. Basically, right. that's his steez. Likely to find a. a- you know, tire mark on his shoulder from a tabletop. <laughs> tire mark Always, on his shoulder. Yeah. His shin is probably busted open. It's <laughs> probably leaking blood from smashing his shin on his top two from doing a table. Yeah. 
probably has a good sized blood stain on his frame. <laughs> Always, yeah. Yeah. Sad. Dude, Johnny is a Johnny is crazy. I have one clip of him in DNS where like we just randomly ran into each other at our buddy's like indoor ramp. And I just like pulled my camera out and like sneakily filmed him. <laughs> I'm stoked on that for sure. That's awesome. That's awesome. Johnny's the man. Hopefully uh, I get a chance to bring him on here at some point. Yeah, oh, that would be definitely dope. Because he like lives a life of BMX. Like any given weekend, he like sometimes I'll hit him up to ride and he's like, oh, sorry, dude. I'm at Ray's yep. in the Midwest. Or, oh, dude, sorry. Like I'm upstate. Like he just. He's everywhere riding. He goes to Caddy yeah. pretty frequently. Yeah, he gets around. Yeah, I followed him through Caddy. That's when I I was like, yo, Johnny, you got to show me how this works. <laughs> <laughs> show me the ropes a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, he's definitely he's a good, a good one to follow. To follow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, so uh, anyway, we're... Oh, no, continue. No, I just want... What are you filming DNS on? Are you VX filming or... Uh, it's a DVX. So it's like the Panasonic version of the VX. And I'm with you, Justin. I think I'm done with the the tapes and the (laughs) SD after this. Um, I actually have, probably after we get done here, I have a tape, one final tape (laughs) that I'm going to go through for looking for one specific clip that like uh, Trevor filmed it of Jesse in Long Beach and he was having trouble with the tape. So I was like, all right, send it to me. I'll see if I can mess with it. For the first video, at some point I did surgery on a tape and like it unraveled and got all messed up, the 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 reel. And I cut yeah. it. I found like a tutorial on YouTube, some dude doing it. And I cut out the like part that was messed up that kept popping it out and taped it back together. And it worked. That's amazing. Holy so shit. we'll we'll see. I hope it doesn't come to that with this one, but if I have to, the clip, the clip's definitely worth it. I saw a picture of it, so I'm, it's pretty sick. So I hope I'm able to get it. That's awesome. Yeah, I've gone as so. far as to like feed the tape back into the uh, back onto the reel. Yeah. Because like there's two spools with tape between them, and sometimes they'll like go out of tension, mm-hmm. and then the tape will pop out. But I've never heard of anybody doing like I mean the surgery, surgery and splicing them back together. Wild. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> It was one. It was a tape that like I knew had some good shit on it, and it was just fucking up at that one point. And then you know, YouTube's got everything on there, so I was like, "All right, well, worth a shot." Yeah, I mean, at that at that point, if it's fucking up, you're like, "Fuck, I might as well just try and do surgery." And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, then it was the same as before. Yeah, there's like one. My camera actually stopped working, or it's probably fixable. I don't know, but it's got like those stripes of death going on. Where it's just like there's blue stripes over everything I film now. Right. I guess that might yeah. be some with the heads or whatever. But yeah, so I think I'm officially retiring that camera now. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad, but uh, to me, the VX life has kind of run its course. Like, I don't know. I love using them. It's like such a cool camera them. just to yeah. hold. And like, you know, four third fisheye footage is like For pretty real, hard yeah. to beat. Yeah. But. Yeah, to me, kind of all the headaches that go along with filming on tapes and like 480p resolution is to me is like just barely enough. And like if, as when you export something wrong or 
you've converted to different formats or you're slow-moing a clip and it's, you know, going through like Adobe After Effects, like you just lose resolution so quickly and yeah. like it ends up being potato vision if you're not careful. Yeah, for real. There's yeah. definitely a few questionable clips in this video, but it's like I just wanted to include as much as I could, so since whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's in the spirit of like the DNS video. Like the first video was rough around the edges, but oh, like okay. I dude, I still enjoyed it. It has it has no, character. It was still enjoyable, yeah, for sure. I appreciate that. Hell yeah. Yeah, this one this one the whole goal was to step it up a bit. Um calling the video the learning curve for you know, multiple reasons, but yeah one of them being that it was like okay let's figure out how to do this shit and actually i'm editing it on like adobe premiere and whatnot and using actual software and stuff where the other one was like some free software i downloaded or something <laughs> um so yeah it's been fun i'm, I'm stoked to put it out i'm stoked oh, yeah. to get people to together to to view it yeah so you've yeah. been uh doing more stuff with dns you said you have some uh some t-shirts for sale right yeah, they're, uh, they actually just came in. Um, I didn't want to post too much about it because we have a batch of white shirts that are like kind of like a Grateful Dead rip thing, um, and we're going to tie-dye them all. So I don't want to post them until we get the tie-dye done. But yeah. So yeah, definitely definitely mark me down for one of the black shirts. Hell yeah. But uh, I might have to, uh, to double up because I'm a fan of tie-dye too. <laughs> right on. So that's rad. Yeah, that'll be a fun little project to figure out how to tie-dye and also give like a personalized touch to each shirt. You know? yeah, be As somebody who's uh, has done tie-dye and bleach dye here and there over the years, uh, my one recommendation would just wear rubber gloves yeah. or else your hands are going to be blue, purple, red, your clothes, like Good just tip. go like the painter route and don't wear any clothes you're not willing to uh, to cover in paint and dye So, right. and you'll be good. Oh man, if you have any recommendations on like what tie-dye to use, I would uh appreciate that. <laughs> oh, I'll look into it. I usually just uh I'll end up like in Target or like okay. a craft store and I'll just like go down the aisle and just like buy whatever has like cool colors, so yeah. I yeah, don't I'm really gonna, have like a go-to. Do some do some Reddit searching and stuff. <laughs> yeah, the best thing to do is like just look up some different patterns on like crazy ways that you can like, you know, origami up the t-shirt with like yeah. 60 rubber bands. And then it like. ends up looking like some crazy zigzag mosaic. So yeah. yeah. I'm stoked to experiment with that and figure that whole process out. Seems fun. For sure. So uh, we're sitting at around an hour and 20 recording time. Okay. So unless you have any other uh, things you want to touch on, I feel like it's a good time to wrap it up. Yeah, that's all I got, I think. I mean, this was fun, though. It went fast. Yeah. Yeah, it always goes yeah. quick. I'm uh, I'm stoked we can get you on, Jeff. I'm a big fan of your riding. And just same. as you have same. a person, like, so I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. And you too, you Austin. <laughs> uh, is there any, uh, any shout outs you want to, like, plug your Instagram, that kind of thing? Uh, yeah, sure. Follow. At Jeff Purdy, it's just my name, but with a U instead of an E. <laughs> Where Jeff, um, Joof. To me, yeah. I always read it as Joof. Joof works too. Um, 
Uh, follow Daily Grind. Look out for new content from the boys. Stink Pit, we're always working on something new. GT, we got some stuff com- coming out soon. You know, Keep your eyes out. And yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's all the plugging I, I have. <laughs> nah, dude, you nailed it. <laughs> uh, Austin, what you got? What do I got? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have Instagram. You don't uh, have yeah, any my thanks. Instagram, Austin underscore Mazer. Uh, yeah, that's it. I'm working on stuff that hopefully should be out soon. I'll be posting it on there when it's done, when it's almost done. Yeah. Sounds good. So, yeah, if you want to uh, follow the podcast, uh, I run another little Instagram, Sore Losers BMX Podcast. And uh, my Instagram is at jcobley with three E's. And uh, thank you to my friend Matt Dardano for hooking us up with the intro song. I think uh, I think that's about it. Thank you guys for coming along. And uh, thank you. so long and good night. Good night. Yeah. Shred on. <laughs>